Good morning. Welcome to Food Talk. I'm Marianne Myers, and I am joined by my fabulous co-host, Linda Perkins. Good morning, Linda. Good morning, Marianne. I don't have an apron on. That's okay. Are you taking a day off, maybe? No, no. I mean, I, I fully intended to have an apron, <laughs> and I, even a clean apron. Oh, my God. What? <laughs> I know. But um, um, when I went to get it out of the dryer before I came here, there was, and I, I had washed them all, there was, like, the world's most impressive sculpture of macrame. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. I know. Apron. <laughs> apron braiding. And you know that I tried. I mean, I really tried, but there is just no way. And when I got here, it was so funny. Like, the guy that answers the phone out here, I mean, I, I tried to fight him because <laughs> I was in such a mood from trying to unmacrame my, my aprons just to get one out of there. But no, I think it might even be permanent. Oh, I'm going to no. have to go see Becky Tonkin. Shears. You need shears. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, I know. Uh, so many times. I know that. Yes. Well, um, here how, we are. At, how are you? I'm well. How about you? Good. Really good. Good. It's nice to be here. We're in the studio live. Oh, it's so exciting for us. I know. Us. It's getting to be a thing. I know. I know. I'm very happy about it. I'm so happy about it. Uh, it makes us uh, falsely feel like things are all up better. <laughs> <laughs> but we know it's not true. Somebody said to me, I ran into somebody at the grocery store the other day, and um, I ha was wearing my mask, which I always do, and they were not, although they asked if I had had my uh, 15th booster shot, yeah, yeah. and I said yes, and they had also too, and then they said to me, this person said to me, I'm just through with COVID, and I was <laughs> just like, with well, <laughs> you know, I don't think it's through with us. That's but not how it works. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't, I mean, we can say that, but you know, what's it worth? Yeah. So, um, <laughs> hey, Linda, do you remember a few shows ago, we were talking about carrots, and I think we put it out to our listeners that uh, it, for inspirational or new or favorite carrot recipes just as a side dish of carrots carrot challenge yeah, it yeah, was yeah. The, oh it was the carrot challenge <laughs> so uh we got a response on that which i'm very excited about from, oh what uh, is it uh, from julian pat wilson oh yeah yeah i love them uh it's harissa and maple roasted carrots which just sounds it so really does good and um, it's got garlic and olive oil and maple syrup and harissa paste and cumin seeds, black pepper, and carrots and uh, lemon that is uh, really thinly sliced and huh. part of the dish. And, okay. Um, it is uh, against all of our good sense, uh, dear listeners, to give you a detailed recipe on the radio because uh, really... It would be like a memory test. Okay, here we go. <laughs> I know, I know. Or speed writing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> so what I want to do is uh, share this great recipe because I'm going to try it and I'll report back. But um, if if you hear us talk about anything we've been cooking or this great recipe uh, from Julie Wilson um, and you would like to have the actual recipe, you should email us at... Uh, Food talk K M U N at outlook dot com. Yeah, we'll and gladly we, send it to you. Absolutely, and that would be like the slickest way for us to get you the information you want and uh, not have to read a recipe 
online that we know are on air. Do you remember that restaurant down in Manzanita? I think it was called Blackbird. It was so good. It was oh, so good. Such a sad day when it closed. And I they know. had roasted cauliflower with zhug. Oh, yeah. Z-H-U-G. Such a good spice, but spicy. Yeah. And then you dipped it in harissa aioli, which I think was just mayonnaise mixed with a little bit of garlic and harissa. And that was so good. And so I've made that harissa aioli with that exact recipe there. I'm sure that they probably had homemade may- mayonnaise and other things in there, but um, it was just fine like that. And um, um, that's a really good vegetable dip. I never thought about that, but now I'm going to try it. I have jug at home, and that is a spice blend Mm -hmm. that's just tasty on so many things yeah i just buy it at a spice store yeah so um i took the carrot challenge to heart too and i tried a couple things so so see how pat and julie how they have the maple syrup in there yeah my instinct was to put something sweet in there too so first i tried honey and butter uh-huh. Like just, um, you know, stir frying the carrots. I, I had roasted carrots, stir frying the roasted carrots in um, sauteing them in honey and butter until it got thick. And that was too sweet. Um, I didn't oh. like it. My friend Carol's the one that suggested that. And I think she probably, I did about one to one butter and honey. Uh-huh. She probably uses a different, you know. Ratio. Yeah, exactly. And then I tried oyster sauce. Oh, oyster I sauce, love oyster yeah, sauce. Oyster sauce and sugar, but it just, it wasn't great with the carrots. Oh, yeah. And I, I don't know why. Um, because I, I really like it with a lot of different things. But I think it, if I had not roasted the carrots first, I think if I had sautéed them French, French, fresh so they're still a little crispy, maybe it w- I think that that one would have been better. Um, and then I didn't have any green onions, and usually I put a load of green onions in there when I'm using oyster sauce. Yeah, me too. So I might try that one and again. And ginger would be good too. Yeah, but none of mine were inspiring. And I, I probably had too few ingredients. Well, I don't know. I mean, I don't think you need a lot. I like uh, maple syrup and horseradish together for carrots. Oh, that's a really good idea. But, I mean, it's really simple. Uh, It's just, I mean, I usually am just steaming them. And if they're a side dish, I'm just steaming them and then tossing them with uh, butter, maple syrup, and horseradish do you remember that day that i left my carrots on the stove five hours oh god <laughs> yeah, yeah. oh who could forget that day <laughs> i had i was um usually if i i have a decent amount of carrots I'll, <laughs> I'll um you know just boil them i know steaming them is great but it makes another pan dirty yeah so i just boil them and then i get them boiling and i put the lid on it and i turn it down to low so i did that and then five hours later i remembered them <laughs> and they were they were just fine it was the weirdest thing they were very, very similar to if I had boiled them just enough to make them tender. I was so surprised. You'd think that they would disintegrate into mush, but they didn't. Wow. Isn't that funny? Yeah. And very counterintuitive. Well, no, yeah. so kind of energy wasting. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, let's just burn a little electricity. Oh, my gosh. Bonneville Dam, it's there for me. <laughs> <laughs> so thoughtful of them. Oh, my gosh. What else have you been cooking? Let's see. Um, come on, Brain. Well, um, the thing that pops into my mind isn't something that I cooked, but that I saw on the Internet, and I thought it looked really interesting. I'd never heard of it. Somebody was making cornbread, and you know cornbread, you usually use flour and cornmeal. Yeah. Um, but they also took some popcorn and ground it up into what they were calling popcorn flour. Oh. Isn't that interesting? Wow. It seems like there could be multiple ways you could use that and it might be really delicious yeah because if i'm thinking about it if i taste 
Uh, flour, yuck. If I taste cornmeal, yuck. But if I taste popcorn flour, mmm, you know. <laughs> I know. And, uh, no, and How about so, just a bowl and a spoon? I know, I know. <laughs> so I'm thinking that, I mean, just for fun, I might try that. Yeah. Because um, I'd never heard of it, and it just seemed pretty ingenious. So I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, and extra corn flavor, too, for, yeah, yeah. Your, you know, for your cornbread. And maybe lightness. I don't. I, I don't know. I just. I have no idea. So. Okay. Well, we need to know uh, how that turns out because we'll. Start have you ever seen popcorn flour? Never. No. I, th- uh-uh. I think you have to make it. Yeah. 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 And you know, then you have to make popcorn. Oh, boo! <laughs> <laughs> Separate some out and pour no, a no. bunch of melted this butter on it. This is leftover. Yeah. Right. <laughs> we can't let it go to waste. Oh. oh. That makes me think. I mean, Halloween is. Coming up. Oh, popcorn balls. Uh, you know, back in the day when mm-hmm. you used to be able to make homemade treats. That's what everybody made. were not afraid. Yeah. Nobody was afraid of that. And those days are over. And now you, you see co- popcorn balls for sale in the store wrapped in cellophane. I don't yeah. know that. I, I, uh, Cryvac. <laughs> yeah, right. But I, I used to love homemade popcorn balls. Yeah. My grandmother used to have a popcorn stand in Minnesota. Really? Yep, and she that was one of her things was popcorn balls. Wow. Yeah, and she was German, and the kids in the town would always try to get her to count to ten in German because number six is sex, and then she would say <laughs> sex, and she would count for them, but only if they bought a popcorn ball. <laughs> <laughs> she was a businesswoman. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, my gosh, I love that. I My uh, beloved aunt had a... Um, hot dog stand in Cannon Beach in the very old days, the oh, 40s. Yeah. 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 In the summer. Seafood carts, they're in our, our heritage. <laughs> <laughs> they are. <laughs> I've never been tempted to do that. No, I, no. I, what have you been cooking? Um, well, last night I made, uh, I had a couple of people over for dinner and I made um, this uh, beef stew that I really, really love. It has surpa- it has sur. Uh, planted, surplanted uh, all the other beef stews that I used to make because I love it so much and it's the cognac and beef and uh, mustard beef stew Oh, you gave me that recipe It's really, really, okay. reliably fabulously delicious and it's uh, made in a Dutch oven but it's all on the stovetop it's okay. not in the oven so you don't have to like heat up the house Okay. Um, but I did it a little differently because I have a Sunday afternoon radio show and I needed to get all the timing right because yeah. I get home from that at 5 30. Nothing's worse than beef stew cooked for 15 minutes. Yeah right <laughs> can't do it. <laughs> That's me chewing. So, <laughs> on the other hand like your carrots I, <laughs> I had to if I put it on it, it normally only is on the stovetop for about it an hour and a half and then you throw in the carrots mm-hmm. <laughs> and the sauteed mushrooms and you finish it off for another 30 minutes but I was going to be gone for like almost three hours so yeah. uh, uh, I just put it on the lowest setting on the stove and walked away Okay, and um, it was fine you know what I do? I just put it in the oven. I put it in the oven at 300. Oh. Seriously so if something is stovetop and if it's beef um um and and I have like a chili recipe like that and pot roast recipe like that. Uh-huh. I just put it in the oven. And generally, if it's an hour or a little bit more on the stove, three hours in the oven um, at 300 works. Okay. So that's what I, I do. should have done that. 
but I didn't. But it turned out fine. It was perfectly done. Okay, and, nice. Um, I, and and also it is a like many beef stews. Almost everything's done before you <laughs> finish it. You know, yeah, yeah. before you put it all in the pot. I mean, the the meat is all browned and the onions are all sweated and all of that stuff. So um, it just burbled away on low until I got home and it was really delicious and I was uh, I was so relieved because I did have company coming yeah <laughs> what a time yeah. to start yeah. Yeah. I'm famous for trying a recipe yeah. when you're coming to dinner so three I'm three hours just is like you. one it'll be <laughs> fine it'll be just fine don't you worry yeah. <laughs> I'll be ready right on time so anyway yeah I know I know that the uh, I know that conventional wisdom tells us not to try a new recipe on guests, but I never have guests for food in my home who are not prepared. You have to be experimented on. <laughs> yes, that's you right. are my friend and my test monkey. That's right. <laughs> yeah. That's right. And I expect an honest opinion. And if if it's good, you may get it again someday. <laughs> and if not, we've got dessert. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Which is probably just ice cream because I'm not, you know. I, you bake, so you probably yeah. always got dessert. But no, I but have... I'm so guilty of that. Like, I'll just buy pints of ice cream and sorbet, stick them in, the, and, and I have like six or seven ice cream scoops for that purpose. So people can just scoop out what they want. And um, at the end of it all, it's usually gone. And that works really well, and it's really refreshing. Oh, and that's a good system. Yeah. Letting everybody choose their own. Then it really feels like a treat. Yeah. Like a, yeah, like an ice cream bar. Yeah. And if you get like three chocolate brownie and one black lic licorice and somebody isn't fast enough. Ha, ha, ha. Surprise. <laughs> <laughs> I want to take a sec and uh, let everybody know that Food Talk is a co-production of KMUN and North Coast Food Web. And also, uh, I... I hear, uh, Linda Perkins, that North Coast Food Web is, uh, I don't know if they're officially open at the new Astoria Food Hub. Well, I know you can go to Boy Beer. Yeah. And and I think that you, I, I think we should all go down and kind of take a tour of the building because that building itself is a nonprofit um, project that is uh, designed specifically to uh, facilitate uh, consumer and small producer coming, interface. Coming together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that we can find things that are locally produced, uh, either uh, made or grown or brewed or whatever it is. <gasps> or fried the donut place. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a new donut place in town using the Food Web kitchen there. Yeah. Um, so, and the Food Web, which is its own nonprofit, uh, doing all that kind of same work. So it's a really sweet marriage of uh skills like like values yeah. yeah i think the food web is starting up again this week aren't they yes with yeah. their online market yeah yeah um so anyway i would say uh as i always do check out kmun.org because that is a fabulous website that is uh, in addition to all things radio and archived programs and podcasts that you might have missed or want to listen to again all of that cool stuff is there but uh, also there is the community calendar which lets you know about 
all the cool things that are coming up in our extended uh, communities. So uh, KMUN.org and then NorthCoastFoodWeb.org will let you know more details about the Astoria Food Hub. So Very exciting. Yeah, very, very, I must say. I'm trying to think about what else I may... Oh, you know, during uh, Pledge Drive, mm-hmm. we uh, had a little contest here on Food Talk. Oh, that's right. And we had three winners of our drawing for uh, the prize for the drawing. We had three... People. All the round stuff. All, it was the round prize. <laughs> yes, pie and cake. Yes. So <laughs> it was your choice of a vegetarian or chicken pot pie. And one of Linda's fabulous almond cakes, both of which were very round. And uh, <laughs> one, uh, one of our three uh, winners has already uh, gotten their treat. Right, right on. Yeah, so we have two more to go. And um, so I made a chicken pot pie. I love chicken pot pie, and yours is so good. Well, Mine I mean, is pasty. Really? Yeah, I, I need to figure out. It's something with my white sauce. It just seizes up into oh. cement. Like, like, like if you, if cement was a paste, that describes the deliciousness of my <laughs> chicken pot Yum. pie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, laden is no. an adjective that comes to well, mind. <laughs> more cream, more cream. Yeah. Less yeah. flour. Yeah. Something. I don't know. But, um. I do really, I really, I remembered, because pot pie is not something you make during the summer. Mm-hmm. It's just not. Yeah. You need an oven. Um, but I remembered because I made a little extra so that uh, dinner for my husband was already made. Yeah. Um, that I remembered how good it was. Yeah. It's really good. It, it really, really is. In fact, is. a little bowl of the filling without any uh, pie pastry is just fine and dandy. Yeah. So delicious. Speaking of pot. <laughs> Yes. Is that for a segue? <laughs> pot pies. I made my first pot roast of, you know, on a cold day. Yes. Somebody had chuck roast for half price. And chuck roast is what I always use for pot roast. It just turns out the most tender. It does. And and it was fun to make it. it. I hadn't made it in a long time. And I've made enough of them that it's just something that goes as fast as it possibly could. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm searing and chopping at the same time and plucking thyme leaves off of my plant outside and everything's at the same time and it just comes together really fast it's and then a it, dance yeah yeah and then it sits in the um and it, it's so fun when you make something enough times like that that it you have it as efficient as it can be and as fast as it can be and then it's just so easy you're not going to make any mistakes unless of and course you know it's going to be really good yeah yeah i like when something you have it down that that yeah. pat, you know. Anyway, yeah. so I made my first pot roast of the season, and, and that was fun. I didn't boil the carrots for five hours. <laughs> <laughs> More's uh, the pity. Yeah, but it, but it was good. Uh, gravy, I think, and then tomato sauce things are always the thing I have the most trouble getting enough salt into because they take so much salt, yeah. and you're just... They do, but depending on what you're using for gravy, I mean, for stock, mm-hmm. if you are using... Uh, uh, like a paste or, or a bouillon cube or a canned or mm-hmm. box stock, often they're salty. Yeah. And I my problem is that I sometimes tip over into too salty because I've used a commercial stock. Yeah. And then I've seasoned like I normally would. Yeah. And that's a 
yeah. the other thing. I think I use a low sodium paste, and I think so. I have to add all the salt, you know. That's good. And, and I think that that's that's part of it. It's just wow, I should keep going. I've got like half a cup in there, and that's not true. <laughs> I'm exaggerating, but but that's what it feels like, you know. Yeah, yeah. Wow, I have been. Uh, uh, you know uh, that I have a little, very old dog with only two teeth. Yeah, and so cute. I know. And his two teeth aren't even, like, one on top of the other where he could, like, chew with his two teeth. <laughs> no, one is, like, no. an upper left and a lower right. I don't know. It's they're, low, they're maligned. Oh. <laughs> anyway, uh, I have been uh, boiling whole chickens and just boiling them, just chickens, no nothing, no herbs, no yeah, my Carrots. dog. My dogs eschew the spices. Yeah, they would prefer it bland. Yeah, and they and and it makes really great stock. Oh yeah, salt-free stock. Yeah, and um and really great, you know, like gelatinous, so mm -hmm. that you have to warm it up to get it to be liquid again. And I have uh, because I only recently started doing that for so long. I was just like buying pieces of chicken and poaching them mm -hmm. you know and then i was uh, finally later that six months later <laughs> i was like wait a minute why am i not just boiling a whole chicken and getting the yeah because it uses as much energy to poach a piece of chicken as it does to poach a whole chicken you yeah, know basically or boil it yeah yeah so i have been really enjoying having that nice super duper stock hey have you bought any sweet onions lately yeah because for some reason, and I've bought them more than one place, every sweet onion I've got in the last, like, three, four weeks is a yellow onion. It has a sticker on it that says sweet onion, uh, but it's not. But it's not. It's a yellow onion, and I don't know what's going on. And then I look at the store, and there's, you know, yellow onions and sweet onions. There's different bins, different stickers. Um, and the sweet onions maybe look slightly different, but they are yellow onions when you cut into them. You know how yellow onions have a much smaller root inside? Yes. They're much harder to cut. Yes. They're much harder to get a knife through. And then, of course, they make you cry. And then, of course, when you taste them, you're like, ah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> that should be cooked. You know what? That uh, That's true. I thought I was cutting up a sweet onion when I was prepping that uh, pot roast, and it wasn't. Yeah, but I, I, don't I didn't look at this... Uh, uh, I had already peeled it and gotten yeah, yeah. rid of the stuff, yeah. and so I don't know what the sticker said, but I thought I was buying one. It was in the bin yeah. with sweet onions, yeah. and it wasn't No, and one. It's, I've been really, really careful, and it's just um, I don't know what's going on, but I have not been able to get a sweet onion. A true sweet onion. Yeah, and <gasps> I'm, I'm not, and it's weird because it's fall, onion season, you know? Yeah. I, I, don't know what, I don't know why or what's going on, but it's true not just in one grocery store, but everyone I've been to trying to get onions in the last month, I don't know what's going on. It's an onion conspiracy. It's annoying, and I'm surprised that uh, my husband has, hasn't said anything because one of his favorite breakfasts is a lox and bagel with raw onion. Yeah. And uh, I always use sweet onion for that, mm -hmm. and uh, he hasn't mentioned anything. Well, and then I am um, enough, like I've had enough of it that I'm just buying red onions now and I'm using them because yes. that's the next best thing to sweet onions. Yes. So I'm putting that on sandwiches and in salads. Lately I've been using a lot of white onion. Oh yeah? For See things. I never use that. We've talked about this before yeah. and I just never use it. I don't have a good enough feel for what it's going to do. 
I think that they're pretty mild. Okay. They seem pretty mild to me. I like them. Okay. Uh, I haven't eaten them raw, though. Okay. So uh, I'm not sure about that, how they compare that way. But I like them, and and I find that a lot of the recipes I have for Mexican food or uh, Spanish food call for white onion. Okay. I know that when I cook... Um, yellow onion to where it gets like a little brown around the edges like you're yes. really cooking it not just sweating it um like really sauteing it for like 12 minutes you know that i really like that specific yellow onion flavor and a lot of the things that i make that that it has a specific flavor that i like so i do buy a lot of yellow onions lately intentionally and unintentionally <laughs> well uh, the, uh, there's a a few discouraging things about that, not the least of which is that sweet onions are usually more expensive, so yeah. you really don't want them to turn out to, to be, be yellow onions. A yeah, lesser yeah. onion. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true too. Huh. I saw kind of a cute little thing on the internet. Um, it was um, somebody. Ha you know how you have a peanut jar, peanut butter jar, and there's still peanut butter in there. And what they did is um, they were just making a little thing of ramen. You know, the little ten cent things of ramen, and they um, made a peanut sauce with that. Um, leftover yeah that stuff that was stuck on the side of the empty peanut jar and so they just put a little you know stuff you would put in to make peanut sauce like onion and or no not onion garlic and ginger and sesame oil and a little bit of soy sauce a little bit of hoisin a little bit of sriracha and then they took a little bit of the water uh, maybe a quarter cup from the um, ramen boiling and put that in there and shook it up. And I thought, what a great idea. And then they put the noodles in there and swirled them around and then dumped them up. That's a really great yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah. Just to really use it all idea. up. I thought, well, anything that, you know, promotes zero waste is great. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And sounds delicious. Yeah, yeah. There's so many fabulous hacks here's a challenge for okay. everybody uh -oh. i want to know what you if you if you are a ramen fan i want to know what your favorite hack for uh package ramen is i you know i never just eat i i never settle for just yeah a package ramen because uh why uh there's so many things you can do with it but i usually add a ton of veg yeah. you know i usually put garlic and ginger and a ton of green onions in there and then usually if i have something chicken or beef or something like that um that'll go in there just some kind tofu so fabulous in there and yeah. um and an egg on top and cilantro <laughs> yeah yeah uh yeah so good yum <laughs> <laughs> i was uh i saw a uh oh man I read so many recipes online yeah, yeah. that now I'm trying to remember what they said. But it was one of those things where you use everything in the package of ramen except for the spice pack. Okay. And they were suggesting that you use the spice pack as a rub. It's just a oh, dry really? as a dry rub. Huh. I know that's a, not a chefy thing, but a lot of like restaurants use a lot of chicken base, and that's pretty much just what that packet is if it's the chicken one. Yeah. But a spice rub. I don't, well, it, it would depend on the ramen, right? Yeah, yeah. And and also, uh, the uh, the ramen that we eat in the U.S. of A, we have a lot of uh, uh, brands to choose from, but we also have a lot of brands from other countries where ramen, is, you know, where they're treating ramen differently, and especially in terms of the spice mm -hmm. that they include yeah, in yeah. it. So and the and the kind of noodles and are they yeah. pre are they pre cooked? Are they yeah. You know that um, 
is it bonita? Are those those dried tuna flakes? Yes. Yeah, I know most people like them, but I don't like them. They taste I like love them. they taste like feet to me. <laughs> <laughs> they do, and so I just know that so many ramen dishes have that. Yeah, and so it's and it's, so does okono. Miyaki. What yeah. is it? The egg uh, omelet with all the veg in it. Yeah, and so it's just not something that I've eaten out a lot because um, I, I I wonder, you know, how like ten percent of people hate cilantro. I wonder uh -huh. if there's a similar thing for bonita flakes. I don't know because there's not a lot that I don't like. I mean, I'm about yeah, as indiscriminate as a you know <laughs> mailbox, but <laughs> but um but yeah I um and and if I am ever someplace and I forget to say please leave those up, I'm like oh no. Oh, because you can't get them off. I know, I they know. Stick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, this tastes like feet. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a really interesting uh, comparison, actually. Because <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure uh, about feet. But uh, <laughs> chicken feet, really good. Speaking of great stock, yeah, that's uh, a, a very good ingredient. I Aren't see they expensive, though? Uh, well, I was getting them through the online market at North Coast Food Web from a local chicken person. Okay. And uh, I didn't think that they were terrifically expensive. Okay. Getting them by the pint container, and that was enough to make some nice stock. So a uh, lot of gelatinous good stuff yeah. in them. And nice not to waste them. Yeah. So um, I see uh, by the clock on the wall and also <laughs> by the fact that John Stevenson is now uh, in the lobby out there. I see him through the window. So I love I, his show. Lost Highways is, uh, you know, tooling into the neighborhood here very shortly. So I'm wondering if you uh, would be willing to maybe sing us out. <laughs> Last week, I couldn't even remember this song. <laughs> well, and, uh, you know, we have, like, uh, almost a minute, so maybe that's too long. I'm driving my vegetables. <laughs> I'm driving my green edibles. I'm driving my vegetables around. I am driving my broccoli, I'm driving my cauliflower. Your vehicle needs some tuna. <laughs> driving a bushel of corn. Home. Thank you, Linda Perkins. <laughs>